your clients will see themselves in your experience and they will know that you are the person who can really help them because you have walked in their shoes you have come out the other end and you can literally hold their hand and take them to the other side i don't mean literally mean hold hands because your clients are capable they are responsible um you know they 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 will take radical responsibility for themselves but i mean that you can show them the way you can be the guide that they need hello and welcome to the brave marketing podcast with your host swapna thomas this is the podcast for the renegades the trail blazing leaders and the change makers who don't just have a business it's your calling those of you who want to make a difference and make money but all on your own terms i'm on a mission to show as many life coaches as possible how you can have more income more impact and infinitely more fun by being unapologetically and bravely you and breaking all the rules i have created five figure months with no paid ads a tiny list and zero complicated sales funnels simplifying marketing and teaching you how to use it for good in the world is my zone of genius with this podcast i'm here to share weekly episodes on the soul and the strategy of marketing mindset money and everything online business let's dive into today's episode hello everyone today we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics ever content content is literally the bloodline of your business creating content that attracts nurtures and converts your dream clients is honestly in my eyes it's a money making activity and i know that a lot of coaches say that content is not a money making activity and instead sales is right selling in front of people is right but if you create powerful potent and magnetic content that speaks to your soul clients talks to precisely what they want and desire in their life and you can show them how they can have all of that and how can they get there then your content can actually do all the selling for you it can do all the heavy lifting for you seriously you can skip sales calls you can make four figure sales in your dms and sell out your programs only with your content now you might be thinking that right now even creating daily content feels like an exhausting task for me so how am i supposed to create this potent magical powerful content this is exactly why i have created this episode with not one not two but 10 ways to create powerful content ideas that actually convert right so without any further ado let's dive right into it so the first powerful way to create powerful content ideas and honestly this is the most foundational piece is understanding your soul client's journey knowing very very deeply and clearly where your clients are right now and where they want to be and what's standing in the way right so you got to know every single day when they wake up what are they seeing around themselves you have to literally step into their shoes and look at the world from their eyes so i teach a process when my clients work with me i teach a process called 
empathy mapping, which is basically where we walk in their shoes, we look at the world from their eyes, we see what they see, we hear what they hear, we put ourselves in a position where we can understand the feelings that they're going through and the thoughts that they're having and the actions that they are taking because of those thoughts and feelings, right? And we speak to all of that in our content. And that literally dials up the magnetism of your content so much because your clients feel like, is she in my head? (laughs) How does she know this? Can she read my mind? But you're not reading her mind. You are just looking at the world the way she is looking at. And it feels like mind reading because it's really specific and it's really clear, right? So it's like you have written it for one client and it speaks to them so clearly that they cannot help but feel that you wrote this for them. And that's the feeling that we want to evoke in our clients, that we wrote this for them. Because, you know, if you can really tune into what's the one thing that my clients need to hear from me today? So this is something I do every single day and I would highly encourage you to try this in your own content as well is to think about how can I serve my clients today? Just one thing, right? If there's one thing that could make their life, their business, their health, their marriage or their parenting even just one degree different, right? One degree better. How can I do that? What can I tell them today? And trust me, if you clearly know your client, if you really know what's going on for them, you know where they are and where they want to be. If you're clear about the journey, if you're clear about the transformation that they are craving, then you will never come back empty-handed. You will never come back and feel like, I don't know what they want to hear from me. I have no clue what I need to tell them so that they can feel different. They can feel better. They can have 1% shift in their life, right? So if you haven't done this already, I would highly encourage you to get really, really clear about your client. To know how they look at the world, what they believe in, what do they want out of life? What is it that they are craving, you know, the change that they're craving in their life? Get really, really clear about it. And get as specific as you can. You cannot get too specific this with this. So that's the number one idea. I want you to really, you know, take to your heart and try this every single day in your business. And for this, I have something very special for you at the end of the podcast episode, which I'm going to share. So hang on and listen to the whole episode because there's some a very special gift for you guys at the end of the episode. The next, so the second way to create powerful content ideas is to understand your own journey, right? One of my very big beliefs is that your clients are a previous version of you. Now, this might not be true for everyone, but I mostly work with coaches and 99.5% of the time, this is very, very true for them. Their clients are a previous version of them. And sometimes they might just be six months behind you. Sometimes they might be, you know, two years behind you. Or sometimes they might be five years behind you. And depending on where you are in your journey and where they are in your journey, that gap can be different, right? And because of that gap, because you are so 
um, far ahead, if you're too far ahead in your journey, you might not remember certain things, right? About how did you feel at this point in your journey when you were, you know, doing this particular thing or going through this specific problem? What were you feeling? How did you deal with it? What thoughts were coming up for you? So you might not remember them, but it's so worthwhile to put yourself back into that space, really go through your journey and look at those um, storylines in your story. So one thing I get my clients to do is to map out their entire storyline, really from the very beginning of, you know, sometimes we go all the way back to their childhood and we map out their entire storyline. If that's relevant to their clients, we start way back there. And we map out the big milestones in their journey. And we see how this can serve a specific client at a specific point in their journey. So look at your own journey and start mapping out the big milestones in your journey. And how do they relate to your clients right now? And look at what were you feeling at that time? What was going on around for you, right? And create content around that. So your story, your vulnerabilities, the ups and downs, the highs and lows, share all of that. How did you deal with that? What did you take away from that? What are the lessons that are still serving you around that? Your journey is a treasure trove because your clients are literally experiencing those things right now, right? So if you dig into your experience, if you dig into your story, you're going to learn so much about your clients and how you can help them and how your story and the experience that you have gone through, how it can serve them. Because you have already, you know, crossed what what I call the bridge of transformation. So you have crossed, you have come the other way around, you know what's going on here, right? At the other end of the bridge, you know how things are, you know the lay of the land, you know how stuff works here. But your clients are somewhere on that bridge, right? Some have just started their journey. Some are somewhere on the middle of that bridge. I'm literally describing a bridge right now. You can't see me, but I'm, you know, gesturing a bridge here. But some of them are still at the middle of the bridge. Some are a little bit more, you know, further along. And at any point of that bridge, what they are going through might be completely different. They might not relate to your story from where you are standing right now, which is the other end of the bridge, right? So you have to walk back a little bit, at least in your energy and in your mind, and dig out those stories, dig out those experiences of what did that feel like? What was going on for me? What feelings was I going through? What thoughts was was I processing in my mind? How did I deal with it? Maybe it was not the best way to deal with it, but there is a lesson in that as well for your clients, right? So share all of that. Your clients will see themselves in your experience and they will know that you are the person who can really help them because you have walked in their shoes, you have come out the other end and you can literally hold their hand and take them to the other side. I don't mean literally mean hold hands because your clients are capable, they are responsible, um, you know, they, they, they will take radical responsibility for themselves. But I mean that you can show them the way, you can be the guide that they need. So the next thing, the third way you can create powerful, powerful content is your client sessions. (laughs) This one is so overlooked. I literally, you know, every single time I share this with someone, they are taken aback because they didn't think about it. 
and I understand why, because when we are going through client sessions, we are so in the session and we are, you know, giving all of our genius to them. We are being present to them. We are really looking at helping them that we forget that, you know, there's so much gold that we have shared in those sessions. And if you are helping one client with what you're saying, what, what, with what you're sharing, with what you're teaching them in the sessions, trust me, there are tens and hundreds of other clients who need to hear that. And one of our core beliefs is that our entire audience is made of our ideal clients, right? Everyone in my audience is my ideal client. So that means what you're sharing with your private client is valuable to everyone in your audience. So what I like to do is I like to take notes during the session, not just for myself, but also for my clients to help them keep, uh, you know, so that they can stay accountable. If there's any homework that I'm giving them, I can remind them of that homework. But also, I always like to keep a buffer at the end of my sessions. So five minutes or 10 minutes just after the session to go through my notes and to see what did I say to them that might be really helpful to my other clients or to my audience. And then I will create content around that. Now, if there's any scarcity, if there's any feeling of scarcity in you that what if I share all of this gold in my content, in my free content, and then people get what they need from my free content, they'll never want to work with me. I want you to completely let go of this thought because trust me, even if they are in the exact situation as your client, even if what you're sharing is exactly applicable to them, they will still need your help in implementing that. They will still need you to be able to see how exactly this will be implemented by them or how they will need to reframe this mindset shift or this strategy or whatever you're sharing for them. Because no two people are alike, right? Even if they are going through the same niche, the same audience, they still will have very different outlook, very different problems, very different way they are with their audience, right? So their personalities might be completely different. Your help is so, so, so valuable for them. What will actually happen is that they will see how clearly you can spot the blind spots that they were not even aware of. And the fact that you have what they need to help them shift and turn around those blind spots for them. And they will, you know, feel magnetized towards you. They will feel like that's the kind of person I want to work with. So that's the third way to really create potent and powerful content ideas. So the fourth way of creating potent, powerful ideas for your content is to ask your audience. And I know this again feels so basic. It feels like, of course, <laughs> we should all ask our audience. But trust me, we forget. We forget that our audience might have a lot of questions for us. They might have curiosity about how we handle certain situations in our life or business. Um, what's our opinion on certain things? And we have never asked them. So you got to ask them, right? Because if you want to serve your audience to the best of your abilities, you got to know what do they need from you? What is it that they are really curious about? What will really help them right now? So how you can do this is, you know, there's so many different ways you can do this. If you're on Instagram, you can have poll stickers 
where you can literally, you know, ask them, these are the five things that I'm thinking about, uh, which of these is going to be the most helpful for you. You can also add a question sticker and just ask them, what is it that you want to know about me? Like an AMA kind of a thing, ask me anything, or you can be really specific and say, what do you want to know about this topic, right? So I could ask them, what do you know, want to know about content creation and how I do content creation in my business? So anything specific that they want to know about content creation, they can let me know. What you can also do is send email surveys, um, do them quarterly, just send them a, you know, a really nice form with questions about different topics in your business, which serves them the most. This will also, not to get really technical on you, but you can actually use this to segment your audience as well. Because sometimes as we are going through our business, you know, we might be making a lot of pivots in our business. So we keep adding audiences which has different desires. They are at different points in their journey, but we are sending all of them the same content. So to get to know your audience, to get to know what will serve them the best at the point that they are in their journey, it might be really helpful to do a survey to ask them, you know, where are you in your journey? What will serve you the most? What do you want to know more about? What do you see, want to see less of? And really get specific and focused in your content. And you can use, you know, all the email providers now have segmentation, um, some sort of segmentation features. So you can actually use that to segment your audience to clearly send them what they want to hear from you. So if there is a particular set of audience in your email list, which does not want to hear about beginner level stuff and they only want to hear about the advanced stuff you only send them those emails that might increase the value of your emails for them it will definitely increase your open rates and also your sales but even if you just did a basic email survey it will tell you so much about what your audience needs from you and you know to just make it really simple for yourself you could literally ask some of your audience, those people who open all your emails or those people who are most active on your Instagram to just come on a coffee chat with you and just have a conversation with them to understand what do they want to know from you? What will really help them right now? If you were going to create more free content around it, it would literally be so helpful for them. So just have a conversation. Sometimes, you know, because we are so online right now, we forget about having these face-to-face -face conversations and just looking at people like human beings. Um, so take it back to the basics. Just have a conversation with your clients. So this fifth one is really juicy. And this is, again, something I get all my clients to work on, whether they work with me in my private coaching or they have worked with me in any other programs. This is something I really emphasize on. And that is your brand manifesto. So what is a brand manifesto? It's basically a tangible document which expresses your values, your personality and your zone of genius, right? What, what, I, what is the unicorn factor about you? It just sets you apart from your competition because no two people or no two businesses can have the exact same manifesto. There will always be something different. Uh, it also sort of provides you a North Star in your business or an internal compass to ensure that you are doing 
what you say and what you believe in. So everything that you do in your business, how you show up, how you market, how you share your ideas, what kind of ideas do you share? All of that is aligned with your values, your core beliefs and your personality. So this is not something just to check off of your list, but it is actually an intensive process which will give you massive clarity about your purpose, your vision and you know how do you want to run this business? How do you want to market? How do you want to show up for your audience? So really take your time if you do do this exercise, take your time. And what this does having a manifesto what this does for you is that it creates or rather it shows your dream clients who you are. It's this one big package of, you know, everything that they need to know about you, they get to know from that manifesto. And you don't have to, you know, I I talk about sharing that manifesto in different ways in on your in your branding, uh, whether it's on your website or in your content, but it, just creating the manifesto in itself is such a beautiful exercise because it shows you uh, what your brand is all about. And then you find so many ways to share that and trickle that down in your content. So your manifesto will mostly contain your values, your opinions and your vision and it will align your business with your personal values. It shows your audience all the things that matter to you and what your true priorities are, right? So what do you want out of your life? What do you want out of business? What is your purpose here? What are you here for? Um how do you want to be remembered? What kind of legacy are you creating with your business? What do you stand for? What will you never tolerate, right? So it it also talks about things that you believe in and things that you will never stand for, things that you will never tolerate in your business. So you can use all of those things as content prompts, as things that you can share with your audience because trust me, when you share these things, it creates relatability points with your audience because they see the values that match, that align. And it will also act as a filter for those people who are not aligned for you. who will never feel that they want to be a part of your brand so they will sort of self select themselves out and you want to do that faster right because you want to build an audience of your soul clients so for that you want to be really really loud and proud about what you stand for and what you will never tolerate so that those who don't align with it those who cannot see themselves in your brand they can sort of peace out <laughs> and leave you with an audience that is full of your soul clients right because uh, you don't ever want to tiptoe around your audience you don't want to feel like you have to walk on eggshells because you can't say a thing in a certain way and it might you know not go down well with your audience so to be able to fully express yourself you have to be clear with your values you have to be clear with what you stand for and you know anything that you will not allow in your world you also need to be clear about that and it might piss some people off it might get them to unsubscribe or unfollow and that's completely fine we want that because that makes our audience more and more focused it makes our audience more and more filtered to have only our soul clients the next way <laughs> i feel like this is going to be the longest episode till now which <laughs> which is i don't know how i feel about that but i hope you guys are getting a lot out of this episode 
So the sixth way you can, you know, create powerful content is by sharing your celebrations and your results. And everything counts. In my world, we share all kinds of wins. We share all kinds of celebrations, um, you know, small wins, monetary wins, non-monetary wins, anything like just having a hard conversation with someone that you have been avoiding forever. That's something worth celebrating. The fact that you worked very less the whole month and still reached your goal with so much ease is worthy of celebration. The fact that you tried something, it did not work, but you still tried it is worthy of celebration. So all of those things are great things to share with your audience because your audience are human beings like you. They also need to, you know, sort of get this permission slip to celebrate what's going on in their life. What can they be proud of? What can they feel so good about? And there are very few people in our lives who tell us that go and celebrate this failure and, you know, go and celebrate this small, very small change that you have made in your life. Very few people are going to cheer us on those things. So let us be those cheerleaders for our audience and do that by role modeling and sharing our own wins and our own celebrations of all kinds. And also share the vibe that you're creating in your programs, the results your clients are getting. And again, don't just focus on the monetary results, focus on the non-monetary results as well. You know, how are they changing as a person? How is their mindset shifting? How are they dealing with certain situations in a different way? Share all of that. And every single thing that you want to celebrate about your clients, you should put it out there. And you can do always do this anonymously. Uh, I think it's better to do it anonymously without naming your clients because, you know, consent is very important in my world. So knowing that they, they agree to it, uh, unless they are happy to give you a testimonial or say that I'm so happy that you want to share this. But other than that, you can always anonymously share it. The thing is that every time someone in your audience sees those celebrations, sees those results, sees those wins, it is evidence for them that it's possible for them as well. So they feel elated. They feel empowered. They feel that this is working for them and they just need to keep going. So it's such a powerful way of helping your audience just by sharing your wins, just by sharing your clients' wins as well. The next way is to look at your own social media content. Everything that you're already putting out there, what kind of response are you getting for that? Are people asking you follow-up questions? Are they getting into your DMs and are they asking, you know, how can I do this? Or how about, how will this work for my situation? So you get to use all of that in your content. But if you don't have a big audience, and if you feel like I don't get that many responses or I don't get that many comments, it's perfectly fine. If you're following people in your niche who are further ahead of you, who, who do get a lot of comments and who do get a lot of engagement, go and look at their content. And instead of comparing yourself with them uh, and instead of, you know, using it to uh, put yourself down, use it as a research. Use it to see what kind of questions are people asking in their comments? What kind of experiences are they sharing, right? Um, every YouTube video, every Instagram or Facebook post will have people commenting on it, 
agreeing or disagreeing or sharing their own experience or opinion or asking questions about it and sometimes the person who has posted it might be answering them but a lot of times they might not be answering them right so you can use those questions in your own content even if they have answered them you can still might you might have a different perspective on it so use that to create content um another great way that i used to do a lot now i don't do it that uh, that much because i already have so many content ideas buzzing in my head all the time what i used to do was i, I would go on amazon.com and you can still try it it will work for every single niche whatever your niche might be go to amazon.com go to the books and type out your niche right so let's just take for an example you are a marriage coach so look at books about marriage there will be thousands of books right take the top 10 recommended books or so go to the reviews of those books and look at the most complimentary reviews and look at the most critical reviews the top 2 complimentary reviews and the top 2 critical reviews so the complimentary reviews will tell you what did they like about the book what concepts really helped them um what were they able to implement in their own life or their marriage from that book and if you look at the critical reviews they will tell you what was missing right what was not helpful for them at all or what they cannot wrap their head around or did not feel practical to them at, at, at all you can use all of that to create your own content you can address that gap you can uh, fill that gap through your own content or you can leverage on what is really working for the audience and do more of that in your content so just a sneaky tip for you guys uh, it feels like cheating but it's not honestly it's all there out in the public anyone can go and use this information so that's seventh way of getting ideas that feel so juicy that your clients cannot help but love them now the eighth one and this might not work for everyone but definitely works for me definitely works for my clients is to go and look at your own journals if you are into journaling then don't throw them away because especially if you have been keeping journals for a while and you know how i mentioned that your own journey is such a treasure trove of what can help your clients if you go back and look at your journals you might actually find the thoughts and feelings that you are going through during that time but also even now when i am journaling i am basically creating mindset shifts for me i am training my brain to look at certain situations in a different way and all of that is something my audience can use all of that is so helpful for my audience the way i am talking to my brain the way i am managing my thoughts the way i am managing my feelings or sometimes not managing them right even that is helpful to share so look at your journals look at how you are processing things and what kind of beliefs are you creating for yourself what is feeling empowered to you what thought or what belief or what um affirmation i don't really use the word affirmation so much but yeah let's just call it like what affirmations are helping you really feel empowered in your business share those with your clients share that feeling of empowerment that feeling of encouragement and inspiration with your clients so that's 
number eight. We are so close to the end. So just hang on, guys. Number nine is consuming content. You know, I am a bit iffy about sharing this because it's so easy to fall into the black hole or the rabbit hole of, you know, just going on this, this spree of consuming others' content. But if you do it in a way that actually supports you and actually it helps you, it can be very powerful and it can help you create some amazing content. So the biggest rule with that is use this as a principle, use it as a you know, guideline, however you want to call it. Create more than you can consume. Always create more than you consume, right? Um, and when I say take inspiration from the content that you're consuming, I also don't mean copy anyone's content. Like just putting that out there, it definitely does not mean copying anyone's content or just lifting stuff from their pages and reusing on your content. But it means that you get creative with what you're consuming, right? So for me personally, I do not like to consume a lot of content from my niche. Uh, I don't watch a lot of videos or interviews of people in my niche. Um, very, very selected few. I only listen to the podcast of my coach or, or someone I had worked uh, previously with. Very, very few people, a couple of people, that's it. And other than that, I do not like to consume content from my niche. I listen to people from different walks of life and I take what is inspiring me from those conversations or those insights, those mindset shifts and apply that to my niche. So just to give you an example, I love watching interviews of artists, uh, especially writers, musicians or filmmakers. I love to listen to their process of creativity because I inherently believe content creation is an art and I am an artist. So I do like to listen to their process. How do they work with the feeling of imposter syndrome or just hitting a brick wall when it comes to content you know, creation? So I use those ideas and I adapt them to my niche. I look at how would I use this to teach my clients? How does this apply? to my world. Um, and similarly with books, right? I do not like to read a lot of books which are from my niche. You would never find me reading a marketing book. But I do like to read books about brain, neuroscience, because there is so much stuff that I can weave into my content. I can leverage that. And sometimes also I might have an op 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 opposite view on that, right? I might completely disagree with it. And that also gives me content. So that is another thing I want you to sort of take note here is that every single time you're consuming content, you can have a and or approach to it, right? So when you're looking at something, when you're consuming something, you're really inspired by it, you want to add something to it, right? So that's an and approach. This is true. Everything that they are saying is true. And here is my take on it. And here is what also you can, you know, add to this, apply more of this. Or you can have an or approach where you say, I do not agree with this at all. And here is how I would do it. Here is what I teach my clients. So you can use that and or approach, whatever your niche might be. You, you might have something to add or you might have a completely different perspective. 
So use this smartly. Consume content smartly. Don't use it to compare and despair, but instead use it to leverage and to really add your own take, your own perspectives, and to you know just level up the conversation to create a new level of conversation with your clients. And um, yeah, it can be very powerful if you do it that way. And again, you will never run out of ideas because literally everything will inspire you. Every book, every interview, every podcast, you will walk away with so many ideas for your own content. So definitely try this one. And we are at the final way of creating potent, powerful content. And honestly, there is, I said the number one was the most powerful one, but I feel like this might be a very close second or just a tie between those two. And that is living your life. Living your life is the best way to create the most powerful, the most epic content. And what I mean by that, when you're fully present in your life, when you're not constantly obsessing about what am I supposed to do? What are my competitors doing? What are my clients doing right now? Are they signing up? Are they not signing up? When you are not obsessed with all that, you're detached from all that and you're living your life and you're being present in your life, you will get so many inspiring ideas. And for that, one of the things I will recommend is to find your content channel. And what I mean by that is what activates you, right? So for some, some of my clients, it's daily walks. When they go on a walk, they move their body or they have some sort of an exercise routine and they get those endorphins going, they get new ideas. For some others, it's a shower. They get their best ideas in the shower. Very weirdly for me, it's when I'm doing mindless chores like laundry or washing the dishes um, or, you know, just folding the laundry, like mindless things that I can just do on an autopilot, but it leaves my brain open for receiving so many ideas. And definitely there is some connection between water. Uh, when I, I, when I'm, you know, washing the dishes, that's probably the best way for me to activate this content channel for me. But for someone else, it might just be a walk, right? Or movement, or it might be being present with your kids or your partner. It might be meditating. There are so many different ways you can activate your content channels, but you have to be mindful of that. You have to take a pause and just detach yourself from being constantly in your business and constantly obsessing about your content and be fully present in your life. Your life is the most rich source of all content ideas. Everything will inspire you. Um, you know, everything that you see will inspire you. I look at my cat. Sometimes I just look at him and I observe him for some time. And I see so many things that I can talk about, whether it is perseverance, whether it is just his, you know, personality and how he is so himself all the time. He does not want to people please anyone. So there are so many things that you can take away from your life if you're present for it. And just observing it and not constantly, you know, worrying about your content. The moment you stop worrying about your content is when you get the best ideas for it, truly. And also understanding what activates you, what gets your motor going when it comes to content. 
So really take some time to understand yourself. Look at your daily life. When is it that you really sort of feel detached from your business and present in your life? And you do more of that. Do more of those things which give you joy, which give you pleasure, which activate you honestly. Right? We want to live full lives. We don't want to be tied to a laptop 24-7. Um, and you definitely did not start your business to be chained to a desk. So live your life, live it fully and let it inspire you, let it guide you and let it liberate you. You don't want to be chained to your business or to your, you know, Instagram account 24-7. So live your life. So that's it. We are at the end of the episode and I cannot believe that I've gone on for almost maybe more than 40 minutes. But I feel like this might be the most valuable episode yet as well because there's so much packed in this one episode. So I mentioned this gift that I have for you at the beginning of the episode and the gift is a dream client activation meditation. So it's a soul client activation meditation which is exactly what I use uh, to activate my own content which I want to share with my soul clients. So I want to give that meditation to you. All you got to do is to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is in the show notes. Just DM me and I'll send you the meditation. Just send me the meditation. Just, just send that message to me. Send me the meditation and I'll send it to you. There is no download required. There is no catch here. Just message me. I would love to hear from you and I'll send across the meditation to you. So that's it for me. This episode has gone on for a long time, but I feel like every little bit of this is juicy and it is gold. So don't forget to share this episode with anyone who might get a lot out of it. Uh, as always, there are quotables shares on our website. You can use those to share these on your Instagram stories. And I am always open to your feedback and to know what helped you the most from this episode. So until I meet you next week, have a great day, week, month, whenever you hear this episode and stay brave. That's the episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I am thrilled to have you as part of the Brave Marketing community. Because this podcast is still brand new, it would mean so much to me if you could leave a five-star review as that will make it easy for other brave hearts to find this podcast and grow our community of rule breakers. Until next time, have a brave week ahead.